0: If this episode sounds a little weird or off, it's because I've taken all of everybody else's music, like celebrities' music, off of my episodes. So if I'm making references, that's what that means. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back at the Queen's Table Podcast. I am your host, Marissa J. And I just finished doing my first collaboration, guys. I was joined in with the fellas over at Surreal Talk podcast to look into cults, conspiracies, and the paranormal. I was hanging out with them. Well, not hanging out, talking on the phone. But, uh, yeah, I asked them if they wanted to um, do a show about black conspiracies. It's not all that mainstream amongst... uh, you know regular occult topics but yeah I figured this would be really cool and really fun and it's not even it's not even really conspiracies because they've been proven true all the stuff that you know we were talking about and um, but yeah I had a great time with them they were so much fun it is my favorite 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 podcast of all time Um, and I listen to like Joe Rogan I listen to Don't At Me but I love Surreal Talk podcasts the hosts are Eric and Everett Hicks they are so much fun Um, if you get a chance absolutely go and check them out it is definitely worth it Um, you'll like it you'll like it Uh, so yeah it's my very first collaboration i'm so super excited guys it was so much fun oh and also i wanted to uh mention that i am recording this this is going to be my first episode on my new little high-tech equipment here so uh i'm, I'm hoping that things go a little bit more than the way that I, I i've been wanting them, them to go um but yeah, so that's about it with the intro. I just wanted to lay out the groundwork here. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna oh let me let me let me explain just a little bit. So they do their show on YouTube live and you can catch it on YouTube live um, <laughs> but um, they they do a little, you know, before and and after air banter um, between each other and the people in the chat and all of that good stuff. So that's kind of what's going on there. Um, They called me in and I was recording on my end. They were recording on their end. Um, Definitely check them out. Like like them. Like them in the Facebook. They're on the book of faces. So um, they're everywhere. And I probably really should have written all of that. Okay. Maybe in the, in the outro, in the outro, I'm going to have all that, all of that together, (laughs) but definitely check out surreal talk podcast. Okay guys, go check that out. Um, this turned into a two parter. So I'll be back on, on, uh, let's see here pull up my calendar. Uh, January 25th, a week from today. Um, go in go on to to youtube and like their like and subscribe to their page and don't forget to click the little dingy bell so that way you can get notified whenever uh they put out a new episode but anyhow okay i think that's about it that's about it on my end uh hope you guys like the pocket no you will you'll definitely like the episode enjoy
1: this week we've got a guest one of our longtime listeners favorite listeners been here since more or less the beginning yeah well, probably remember. the beginning uh-huh. sure uh, uh-huh. how long you been with us marissa
0: since the very beginning
1: there it is i gotta figure that's pretty pretty much accurate yeah she sent <laughs> us the uh <laughs> it's in my truck right now i meant to bring it into that uh more uh-huh. this real talk thing that you uh crocheted up for us
2: oh I yeah my truck. i was gonna
1: bring it showing on here uh-huh.
2: yeah
1: yeah so yeah she's been with this a long time she's been popular in the chat donated money to us fuck we like marissa she's a definite
2: Definite good people. So. Well, thank and you. she contacted
1: us and wanted to know uh, if we could collaborate because she has a podcast, and so I'm gonna let you take it from there, Marissa. All
0: right. So uh, my podcast is called The Queen's Table. Um, it's kind of it's more or less for black women, black, black, black women, but. For some odd reason, the majority of my listeners are white men. I, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> um, but you can... Is Armand a listener? Um, I have no idea if Armand listens. He will be soon. Yeah. Yeah. He said
1: you have four, <laughs> four women. you will just hear numeral four women and be all over <laughs> hey, I think
0: it's four women. That's right. Oh, four chicks. <laughs> I'm sorry said- to interrupt you anyway. He's such a fuckwad. Um, no, I'm joking. We love him. We love him. But
1: we assume yet that they can get your podcast at the regular outlets or
0: yes, anywhere that you can. Pretty much anywhere you can find your podcast. That's how you can find me. I'm on Spotify, I'm on iTunes, I'm on Google Play Music. Um, uh, really, if you put the Queen's Table Marissa J in um, in uh, any search engine, it'll pop up.
1: Also, not probably not for the live show, but feel free anytime you want to post your links in the group or whatever too. Okay,
0: so. awesome, thank you.
1: How long have you been doing this? Because I heard rumblings that you've been you've had a podcast going for a while, <laughs> and you haven't posted anything <laughs> in the group. I'm not going to say I'm hurt by that, but I've been waiting.
0: Well, Just okay. Official word about your show. Okay, so the reason why I haven't posted anything about it is because I didn't know if this was something that I wanted to keep doing regular regularly. Um sure. it got a really it had a really rocky start and it's still pretty rocky I'm still you know playing around with a lot of different things but Rome wasn't built today man yeah, you're preaching
1: to the choir here yeah yeah, we it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: but we yeah hear the it's... first
1: few episodes that we never released the ones that we recorded and we're like holy shit these are terrible
0: wow yeah. I need to hear yeah. this
1: <laughs> maybe one of these days that'll come out of the vault but I doubt it
0: right <laughs> but I only have so like a
1: talking about Today, I thought, Marissa, because I know you you contacted me and had a subject ready to go. So
0: Yeah, um, so okay, so since my uh, my podcast is is um, a black, about black black affairs, um, I kind of figured we should do a um, a, po- a show about the uh, uh, black conspiracies, conspiracies that that have been proven a lot have been proven to be true. Um, some of them haven't uh, been proven just yet, but I figured that would be a really, really good uh, show because we don't—it's not really all mainstream, you know. I think we. No, totally. I mean. Go ahead. You,
1: you hear—you hear a lot about like the Black Lives Matter movement and
0: all the way yeah. to me back from the from the nineteen sixties with the Black Panther, and you know.
1: The, the black community continuously trying to spring themselves up and you, you gotta wonder if there is a systemic issue keeping them down after going through the multitude of research you provided and my own research today I think right. we're gonna come up with some interesting, interesting not necessarily conclusions but yeah. talking points for sure so Absolute, I, I was a little worried about today honestly <laughs> and if I could be quite honest Marissa because uh, two white guys without <laughs> you here talking about <laughs> problems within the black community yeah. is we're gonna get roasted. Oh, I'm just gonna be playing, you know, honestly about family. We're gonna get. We would have gotten just completely roasted. This is probably not a show. Yeah, we would have got roasted anyway. That's. that's this is probably not a show we could have done efficiently without you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and I honestly and I, I don't think that I could have done it justice without you guys because you guys know uh, so much more and and know how to do your research and stuff on on topics shit. like this. I think you did pretty good. I think you guys did pretty good. So, like, yeah, I, I'm. I think both of us working on it together, we could. We're gonna come out with a pretty kick-ass show.
1: For the record, I'm I'm just like Donkey Brain, basically. That's so. <laughs> true. Sure, he's Donkey Brain. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Where do you guys want to start at? Um. So well, there's a lot here, but the title that I have in the doc is a little bit different than the show title. I have conspiracies against the black community, and I wanted to start with uh, black genocide. Genocide Against African Americans. So I have a, this is actually an excerpt taken from somewhere and I'll hand it off to you whenever it's time there, Marissa, but in the United States, black genocide refers to the genocide of African Americans, both in the past and in the present. The decades or centuries of lynchings and long-term racial discrimination were first formally described as genocide by a now-defunct organization, the Civil Rights Congress. In a petition to the United Nations in 1951, in the 1960s, Malcolm X accused the U.S. government of engaging in genocide against the black people, citing long-term injustice, cruelty, and violence by whites against blacks. Yeah, completely true. So,
0: yeah, Um, I just wanted to add in there uh, that Malcolm X is working with the government to start shipping black people to back to West Africa. Um, There were, I mean, it's no secret that there wasn't uh, any clear records. Um, like, we took these group of black people from this, you know, area. So uh, there wasn't any clear record, but he was working with the United States government um, on a program to ship African-Americans, black people back over to Africa. Now, a long time ago, there was a lot of um, uh, back and forth on this, that Lincoln wanted to do the same thing. But it, that was a whole big thing that was a whole big issue but um not really wanting to get into Lincoln right now but uh with Malcolm X that's that's something that he wanted to do and he um he was a um, uh, he was belonged to the nation of Islam and um after his pilgrimage to to Mecca um he came back saying okay this whole situation we're gonna just completely ixnay on the black folks back to africa because um he saw over there that black people and white people and middle eastern people and all different types of people could coexist and once he saw that he was like oh well maybe we can change that here in america he started working uh more closely with with dr king and a bunch of other civil rights activists that wanted more uh uh people to coexist rather than to just break off and that pissed a lot of people question for you yeah sure so
1: just to be just so that i'm clear on it malcolm x was working with the american government to ship people back to africa uh west africa but so like obviously their motivations for that would be completely different wildly different
0: (laughs) right right but the goal was still the same
1: one that's you know true trying to get people back to where they came from, you know, the, the roots, yeah, the homeland, and, and America, basically, if they were working with and trying to help them with this and even funding it, yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. Like, well,
0: and they, yeah, we'll help you. we get them
1: all out of here. What the fuck,
0: <laughs> man? Right, and, you know, with the, the, the United States government, their motive for wanting to do that was to get black people out of here. I mean, like we're in the midst of the civil rights movement, you know, and there was a lot of shit going on. There was a whole lot of shit going down. And their thought process was, well, if they're not here, they can't, you know, like really do shit, you know? Um, There's not, not everyone's gonna go. And the ones that stay, I mean, we would be um, um, very significantly the minority so they're just like fuck it you know like you guys want to go back cool we're gonna help you like i'll help you pack your bags get the fuck out so this
1: is just another example of co pro this is a, this was a, noted in your in your research here but co-intel pro is something that's been going on for decades and decades still goes on today so what co-intel pro is is whenever the u.s government attempts to infiltrate and subvert um counter-political movements, so the Black Panthers, the um, three percenters, the civil rights, the, the female movement, the, the suffrage movement, any right. of that, they would they would attempt to derail it by either planting people in there. Um, they're sabotaging right. it regardless. Right. Of sabotaging. I, you know what? I'm going be honest. I was an idiot. I, I pronounced it Cointel. <laughs> Cointel, huh? Yeah. I get it. <laughs> but my, my point is this. It, this is, can be considered another tactic in that co intel pro to break down these movements like the Black Panther movement, the Muslim movement, and all of that, just for sure. Mm. It's not like completely dismantling it from the inside, it's just removing the members and doing whatever they can with them. It's the exact, exact definition of it. Yeah. So some accusations of genocide have been described as conspiracy theories after President Johnson pushed through his war on poverty legislation, including public funding of. The pill for the poor which is birth control. Which is the widespread use of birth control. Now in the mid sixties, family planning or birth control was said to be black genocide. At the first black power conference held in July of oh, sixty seven. Yeah, that's that's yeah, so I fucked that up. So that's whenever you know, they, they deemed it black genocide was mm-hmm. at that conference. And in nineteen seventy after abortion was more widely legalized, some black militants named abortion specifically as a part of the conspiracy theory. Most African-American women were not convinced of a conspiracy and rhetoric about race genocide. Oh, no, and rhetoric about race genocide faded. However, in 1973, media revelations about decades of government-sponsored compulsory sterilization led some to say that this was part of a plan for black genocide. So that actually happened. A, okay. happened. a lot of the sterilization you, you would see is well, basically eugenics program yeah. that was carried out post-World War II
0: yeah and um and i mean even before world war ii i think i um i went more into detail later on in the notes but uh yeah the nazis said that they they got their ideas from us from from america and how americans treated their own people being black people here Are like yeah, you guys were the father of it, you know. We just kind of took it a little step further, but um, (laughs) but yeah, like that. He actually praised
1: America for doing what they wanted to do mm -hmm. better than better than them. Yeah. So that anybody wants to look that up, that's fact, 100 percent, because of our eugenics programs, Hitler was uh, impressed, yeah, yeah,
0: and that's pretty fucked up.
1: Totally, yeah, definitely fucked up. Miller was a terrible person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that guy
1: was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, during the Vietnam War, the increasing use of black soldiers in combat provided a basis for the accusation of a government-supported black genocide. So now we're not just talking about you know like the public doing this; this is a government. I'd love love to see some of the uh, like actual facts and figures about what um, the black you know military population was uh, pre-Vietnam, during Vietnam, and post-Vietnam. Because I can imagine they would be like the, more or less the crest of the wave is during Vietnam and it would go back down to where you quote unquote wouldn't need them in peacetime so to speak. If, um, it, if this is a true systemic problem, man, like he, they what? really probably couldn't even rig the freaking draft. You know what I mean? Made it to where like if you're African American, your numbers got picked. You yeah, know, that was. Ways that they did this. this
0: isn't far off. You know that was I mean? absolutely true. My uncle, he served in Vietnam twice. And the first time that he went, he was not legally able to go. He was uh, 16 years old. And they let he him. Volunteer for services? He volunteered for services. He was also trying to run away from some for some legal issues. <laughs> we'll just call it that, yeah, it. <laughs> right? But they, they let him enlist uh, at 16. And then um, uh, I don't know. I, I there's there's not a whole lot on this, and this is just based off of what my uncle would tell me. But um, they fudged the numbers on on black soldiers. And he was not on his paperwork it doesn't say Negro or African American or it doesn't say anything about being black. It says that he's Native American. And that's Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean even if even if you were to find any statistics, they're radically wrong. Like they they are so incredibly wrong. There's native american in just about anybody's family like if your family has been here longer than four generations you're gonna find something else in there obviously and um, that's that's a For thing sure. that's a thing but i mean that that's so far down the line like my uncle looked black you know like you, there's no you know oh, maybe he's like a mariah carey kind of black no no not at all like he's he's definitely like he's Denzel Washington black, <laughs> so for them to put Native American on there, or not Native American, they used another term for Native American. They didn't say Native American, but um, but yeah, it was he was not probably indigenous, uh, probably, probably, but yeah, they they said and they he took it to several different people to to get it changed, and they refused to change it, and they did his buddies like that, um, yeah, that, this is granted this is based off of what my my uh uncle told me um i haven't looked into it or anything like that but it just kind of popped in my head like huh i wonder if you could find any statistics on it and and how how accurate would that be but
1: i think you're right they'd probably be wildly inaccurate yeah yeah so the Mm -hmm. next topic i wanted to talk about i was embarrassed after i did research on Because it's the Tuskegee experiment. And the first time I ever heard about this was in the movie Half-Baked. He's trying to get some weed from the scientist guy. And he's like, shit, my grandpa's in the Tuskegee experiment. I thought that was funny. (laughs) But when I do research about this, I'm like, I had no clue either. Holy fuck. So lay it out. What is the Tuskegee experiment? Okay, so it happened in Tuskegee, Alabama at John A. Andrew Hospital. An infamous and unethical clinical study conducted between 1932 and 1972 by the United States Public Health Service. So there's a 40-year study. And the purpose mm-hmm. of this study was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis. The African-American men in the study were told they were receiving free health care from the United States government. So they got them in under false pretenses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> told them they were going to receive complete you know, health care from the government. And, and actually, uh, death insurance. So if they died, they, they'd have very old cancer. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so there were 600 African-American men from Macon County, Alabama enrolled in the program. Uh, 199 died. Yeah, I found this little factoid out there. 199 of the 600 flat out died from syphilis and syphilis-related uh, you know, complications. Yeah, and they, dude, like, what the fuck were we doing? Why did we do this? because like I said I was embarrassed that I laughed about this I can this tell you so wow. wrong right. and then I realized what the hell actually happened and I'm like oh my god well, this is mad scientism at its best is yeah. what it is this is, a, this is a guy doing mad science
0: right you can long only you can only experiment right. on rats for so long before you have to go, move to to human trials and they they just figured hey these are these are some great human experiments right here so yeah that's
1: what they thought Just we have a whole disposable population right here let's mm. whack them up with syphilis Mm-hmm. Not tell them what they're getting and w- when they finally do like they get to the point whenever they figure out eventually along the lines that a uh, penicillin is a cure for sickness. Was, In 1970 they figured out the penicillin worked. They still did not treat these patients They purposely mm-hmm. kept it from them and the ones they told they were getting it either they flat-out lied and didn't give it to them Or they gave them like a, what do they call it a placebo? Mm-hmm. Yes, and nobody got it. Mm-hmm. So 199 died 40 of their wives were infected with syphilis, completely not related to the project, but they they give it to 40 of their wives, and 19 children were born out of these relationships with the disease syphilis. 19 people were brought into this world as a result of an experiment born with syphilis. They told them, they told the the African-American men that the study was only going to last for six months, but it actually lasted 40 years. After funding for treatment was lost, the study was continued without informing the men that they would never be treated. None of the men were ever told that they had the disease. None of them were treated with penicillin, even after this, what I was saying earlier, even after the antibiotic was proven to be successful to treat syphilis. According to the Centers for Disease Control, the men were told that they were being treated for bad blood, and that's in quotation. So, can you imagine going oh. to a doctor's office and like, what's wrong with me, doc? Oh, you got bad blood, bud. <laughs> I got bad blood. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, how do you tell people that shit? So yeah. Specifically, the collection of illnesses, the term included, bad blood term included was a leading cause of death within the uh, Southern African-American community. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It included syphilis, anemia, fatigue, very, very wild, different, you know, like,
2: mm-hmm. just your
1: sickness. How the hell can you relate those? Right. right. Like, you just feel like shit. And, bad blood, man. Bad blood. Bad blood. But on May 16th, 1997, President Bill Clinton formally apologized on behalf of the United States to the victims of the experiment. Uh, about fucking time, is all I can say about that. Like, 40 years? five years mm-hmm. after it's terminated. I mean, I, I, you know what I didn't look at, and I should have? If these families could sue the government, have they sued them, and if not, can they? they because they fucking should.
0: They can't, because uh, I believe all 19 of those children have passed away if i'm not mistaken now that's definitely something that i'm gonna have to to look up and and double check but there's, there's gonna be a statute of limitations as well I would yeah assume, yeah and around, not only that man. it would have to also be um the people that were actually injected as opposed to their wives or their children and those guys are they're they're gone they're gone so yeah, yeah
1: that's the no. experiment that's fucking terrible and you gotta figure this is the, the only the wily one that people know about the wide ex- experiment the wide example of, of you know basic mad science on the black population there's gotta be other. it's not widely known though cause I did not know that this was strictly African American men I did not yeah. know that yeah. actually let me drop down to another thing that I saw in, in your notes here that I found to be really fucking wild
0: um Henrietta Lacks. Yes. The case of Henrietta Lacks, <laughs>
1: this was uh, Marissa. Well, right. research that. Did you research it at all? Um, a little bit. So you guys. She has what are called the hela cell line, which she had immortal cells. So most people have uh, caps on your DNA that every time your DNA split, you lose a little bit of this cap, and over time these these protective caps break down. That's what causes your causes your cells to finally no longer be able to split and replicate. She had cancer, right? And whenever the doctor finally looked under the microscope, looked at her cancer cells. He found out these cells were wildly different than any cancer he has ever seen. So he took, without her permission, two two uh, cultures of cells from her. To this day, those cells have been used in more you know more medical experiments than almost anything else because they're
2: they're still growing them. This woman, yeah. Out, yeah,
1: she died eventually from cancer and all that. But and her family didn't even know they took the uh took these these cultures of cells until many years later when people researchers are still looking at you know, working on these. Mm -hmm. They contacted her grandchildren for interviews Mm -hmm. about, you do you know about your grandma
0: or any fucking clue? No, no, actually, actually it was, um, they, the doctor that had taken her blood had, uh, distributed it throughout all different medical centers across the world. And, um, so her, her shit is like every fucking where. And, um, Somebody over in Europe fucked up one of their, their, um, shit that they were fucking around with this. I'm not an expert. On all of these, so. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you don't get what we're trying to do here. We're having right. right. that water cooler conversation right here. <laughs> you know. Right. So um, he fucked his shit up, and so he came uh, to America and found the doctor that had uh, originally the the one that extracted those cells, and um, wanted to get more. And so he's like, "Yeah, chick's dead. So you might want to go and hit up her her kids." So they go up there and they they're they're trying to lure these people to a hospital. They give them some sort of bullshit like, "Oh yeah, we want to just do some shit." And then without very much, you know, coercion cuz they're just like, "No, like what what the fuck? You want my blood for why? You want to just do some shit?" Right. Like good enough. right. Yeah. That's not good enough. You're going to have to tell me more. And the guy was like, "Okay, you gotta so
2: to fuck off where I said when
0: he fucks with you like that." That's what I <laughs> But yeah, no, he was like, uh, so just to level with you, we took your mom's blood and, you know, she's got some crazy shit out there and uh, we need some more. So let's take your shit. And they're like, what the fuck? You know, like any Wait, normal back. person. Go back to the my mom thing.
1: <laughs> <That's any laughs> thing first. Hold on. And then we'll come back to the whole you want some of me. You took my mom?
0: Yeah. 20 yeah. years ago? So I need clarification. Yeah. Yeah. cells
1: were special because, so like. If they I'm to, hang on hang normal. on if i'm to understand this right the reason we age is because our our cells die they can no longer divide anymore so yeah your mm-hmm. dna has caps on it to protect it from damage or whatever like that and after every division you lose a little bit of that cap and eventually after it's gone the cells can't reproduce anymore okay and so right now her cells could infinitely leave, reproduce. Leave those cancer cells oh just the right. cancer cells. i i get my my, my research is kind of shitty. You know, okay, I, I know for her fact for a fact it was at least her cancer cells and it was more than likely all the cells in her body had this. so then you don't have the answer to this would she have lived forever no you know oh, no like, all right all right well, that the case, you know. Her age. yeah uh, no you
0: know what I mean? but but her her blood could could have really well i mean probably has you know uh contributed no a lot yeah that it's just no we don't even know how much because not everything is made public you know that her blood could have the cure for AIDS, you know, and of course they're not going to fucking tell us. So, but yeah, yeah, it's, that's but the, a the true first and one of these first immortalized cell lines. The first time they ever saw this
1: as a possibility of like, can you imagine being the scientist that looks into that fucking microscope? Yeah. He immediately knew something was up. What? Wow. Yeah. These fuckers ain't dying. Yeah. So that's definitely something you guys ought to look into any which way. I mean, aside from the whole systemic racism thing, Look into Henrietta Lacks and that whole that whole situation. Is very interesting read. So the big question about her is whether her race affected her treatment. And the lack of obtaining consent, consent. So, like, did they just not even worry about getting consent from her because I mean, she was black? I got to start out with objection speculation. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the question. I'm not right. speculating anything. I think okay. that's the big question here: whether her race played a role in her treatment and her and so, their lack of obtaining consent. The correct question is: if if she was white, would that should have happened? Honestly, right? yeah, like would they have done things to, to her?
0: I really so, don't think I don't think that it had anything to do with her race. I think it had a lot to do with her gender. I think that because she was a female that, you know, now if she were a black male, you know, it's probably still the same outcome, but, um, with her just being, I think with her being a female, that, that, that you have a lot to do way more than her being black.
1: I don't think anything had to do with race or gender to why they took it. I think if they would have solved that sample under any microscope, it would have, if it would have came from a monkey,
2: mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: Or it came from a cow, yeah. they would have kept that. Now, where I think the racism or, or the uh, um, misogynism that comes in here possibly is, would they have told or asked for consent from a male? They're taking it either which way, right? right. From a white right. man, white woman, any other? Would they have actually told them they did it? Hey, we took your cell. They never right. gave her that that you know courtesy to say, hey, we're doing this. Did they get the more bold because this was a woman and because she was African American? Yeah. Know, yeah. know, because both <clears throat> of those minorities back then were like uh, people, you know, like. Politicians, high business, you know, high class, the 1% didn't consider them equals to the regular people. So, like, did that play a part? Did it, she was a woman and she was black. We don't have to
0: fucking ask her permission. I mean, I I'd buy, I'd buy it a 100%. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know, I can't buy the 100% that it did happen, but no, I can 100% see that it could. It could, yes, exactly. And yeah. yeah, we don't know the answer to that, but I'm saying it could
0: yeah and I, I'm sure that her being a black woman didn't help her chances <laughs> so it may not have been like the the sole reason but it sure as shit did not fucking help
1: <laughs> it could not have helped yeah All right, moving on past uh, the old Henrietta Lacks thing which is another instance of uh, the medical community taking advantage of the, the black community but uh, how about HIV and AIDS as a population reducer for the black community a lot of interesting points made out about this so, for instance, the in the black community, apparently there's a negative attitude with, about condoms. Yeah, but that ain't, okay. that ain't just the black community, bud. That's everybody.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so nobody wanna use it forever. <laughs> All right, never mind, K- keep going, keep going off track. Sorry, got, I'm just gonna go through these points here and we can discuss them as we go. All right, homosexuality among men in prison. Most of them are child-producing age and would have sex in jail to catch HIV and die before they got out, and then they can't reproduce. So what they're saying is, I don't know what the fuck that point means. Does anybody care to... Yeah, I wrote I that down. down. Maybe high. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, so no, what it is is like they, you know, like homosexuality in prison. So they go to prison at a young age of child-producing age. Oh, they I can. So this isn't HIV. anti-black, but this is anti-homosexual to put people or or anybody. It's just a country. contributor. Not even so much that this part was set up. This this particular point was a set up thing. But just, just, it's just a contributor. Just adds to it so Yeah, time. because they were of ch- you know, like seventeen to twenty one, man. What are you doing there? You fucking at that age, right? You know, no. so they put these guys in prison and knowing that there's probably gonna be gay sex, knowing that they'd likely catch this disease. Yeah, but you can claim uh Maybe. what do you claim you can claim, Oh, hey, whoa, not my fault when you you know what I mean, if you don't directly do it. Right, sure. So we put them in the position that it could happen. But again, as you know, you'll see as we, we talk about this subject today none of these instances are flat out you know flags to say hey here's proof of systemic racism no, i don't <laughs> know man fucking tuskegee experiments are pretty fucking flat out systemic racism though it is one instance it is the continuing and the multitude of these different different little little i say happenings that really start to paint the picture what <laughs> Well, what about all the lynchings and shit well that's not so little but right that's what i'm saying like the Couple, couples the, couples things with like racism. that are obvious that's not even systemic racism that's just flat-out racism and fucking crackers running around hanging people <laughs> my, my point is it's stuff you don't see it's like the problems in the school system you know whenever we go through these, these little uh pieces of uh the, the numbers we're going to go through here really kind of paint the picture it's not the, the obvious shit like the hangings and the kkk burning crosses in the yard that's not systemic racism not, yeah right you're right i think what we're more talking about is is why, like, a person could walk down the street and the first thing they do when they see a black person is maybe I'm going to cross the road. Yeah, that's that, a fucking gander. programmed racism. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Exactly. And, and is that part of the entirety or just another part of this whole systemic issue that we're having here in America? But mm-hmm. anyway, let's keep going on the HIV here. So, according to a 1999 study funded by the National Institutes of Health, one out of four African American surveys said that they believed HIV was created by the United States government to eliminate blacks. The study echoed the findings of an earlier one by the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. I don't know if I put a lot of stock in them, guys, but which found that 54% of black surveyed viewed HIV testing as a ploy to infect them with the virus. Damn, they got some mm. conspiracy-minded people in the community there. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. I like <laughs> yeah. conspiracy. I, I, I like that. conspiracy too, but it, it's the same thing you'll see all the time when people are just like, oh, I bet that's why they do this. You know, what I mean? oh, they're getting us down there not to test. Speculation yeah. without evidence, right? Right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always buck back against? So but it's interesting that that's what they believe. Look mm-hmm. at those numbers, and the truth stares back at you. Uh, Believing conspiracies is far from French. So, yeah. in 1990, appearance on the Ar, Ar- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> in a 1990 appearance on the Arsenio Hall show, rapper Cool Modi stated that he thought AIDS was a part of a clean up America campaign intended to hit gays and minorities. Now he is not the only one. Famous rapper, or, or even famous prominent African American figure, to say that they believe AIDS was created like that and it's uh, directly to impact the black community. Right.
0: I mean, yeah, plenty of plenty you know, of people come out have come out and said that. Plenty. I mean,
1: hell, there's the theory that uh, what, what's his name killed easy with the the needle AIDS. You know what I mean? They got to fight. <laughs> uh, fuck. Who, who was it? I don't know if it was Shug. There's a, there's a big theory out there that. Somebody just jabbed you. jab with a needle. Yeah, I did. You know, while they were fighting or something. It doesn't really go with the whole, the whole theme of what we're talking about.
0: But, well, I'm scatterbrained, so. <laughs> fair enough, I'll leave it aside. Um, adding on to the uh, involvement of homosexuality ablo- uh, among black men, it was a highly, highly, highly taboo subject brought up within the black community. So, like, being gay, along with uh, uh, m- any mental illnesses, that was kind of thought of as a Caucasian affliction or white folks problems. Like that just, it, I mean, <laughs> it pretty much like black folk ain't gay. Right. Kind of right. Was, black men. Mi- an episode of Law and Order SVU that fucking totally perfectly explains your point right here. And mm-hmm. if they, these black men didn't
1: consider themselves gay, they were what called what was on the down low. Yeah. And they would have sex with other men. Right. and uh, But they didn't, they didn't want that to impact their, Way they felt about themselves as a strong black man that takes care of his family, that goes to work. They were deluding themselves. So just because they went and had sex with a dude on Friday night, that was just on that was download shit. That didn't mean that doesn't mean they're gay now. Yeah, and right. I right.
0: remember that said, episode. So
1: like, <laughs> did you, do you really? Yeah, I really, I did. I do. Out in my mind because I haven't seen it in five years. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah, it was a good episode because <laughs> Finn's son <laughs> was gay in the show. Finn, uh, I see. Yeah, his son yeah. is gay in the show. And yeah. it's like, you know,
0: he's trying to cope with all that. Right. And I mean, so, like that, and that that episode that you're talking about, it put that very, very mildly. Um, And I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, So I have a sister and I have a brother. I have two brothers and a sister. My sister is uh, a bitch. She's like, she's mean. She was really, like, really and truly. She was I a, heard that. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was super horrible to us, but... Um, she used to make my brother put on a wig and put on like my mom's clothes and high heels and go and check the mail what? (laughs) I dressed
1: up as mama for Halloween one fucking time what are you talking about?
0: I mean I guess it was fun so there you go continue sorry Um, well yeah she she would make him dress up and, and go and check the mail whenever his friends were outside just to embarrass him she was sadistic but uh, once she had him doing that, do that, and my dad came home early from work. Now, my dad, he taught uh, psychology at MTSU. Like, he's a very reserved guy. He doesn't, I mean, like, if he, we didn't get whoopings. He would just yell, and we would automatically, like, our asses would just be red for no reason, because he yelled, like, he... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do what? I gotta ban somebody from the chat. Uh oh. He
0: done. It. Oh. Yeah. I I'm right, not even I'm not even in the chat and what,
1: what? Yeah, don't don't even worry about okay. it. Okay. Asshole and an idiot. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, um, so okay, so you know, all he did was just uh, you know, would just yell at us. But anyhow, he came home early from work that day and saw my brother walking down the driveway he beat the holy hell out of my brother for that beat the wow. dog shit out of him i mean like i had never seen my dad that angry before like i can count on one hand how many times i've ever seen my dad like super pissed but that that was definitely one of them he beat You're the trigger, yeah, yeah like he i mean because you're a black man and you're not supposed to be out there doing silly shit like that. And, you know, like that, that was in, in, even with as, as calm of a person as he was, that was still that it's so deeply seated within the black community that it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it, it would be normal to see a grown man beating the shit out of a little kid for dressing up like a female, you know, like that, it was just, it's so, it's so taboo. It is so taboo. So, um, on,
1: though, To be fair, you, you'll see that in any, I would say, not just black, but any low income, like white families. Like you, you, all the time you, you'll hear, like, like I, I have family members that if my kid turns out gay, I'm going to disown him. That right. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. A yeah. lot of people just you know, from that era don't play that. You know what I'm saying? So to
0: speak, we don't, yeah. they don't play it. Right, right. But I get where I get I get the whole the, the whole
1: you know the whole situation. But again, I don't think that's a completely just a black thing. But I get I get the picture you're
0: painting. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and on coupled with the fact that it that's just not something that you talk about, then you get a lot mm-hmm. of issues. You know, um, you you grow up thinking like, oh, okay, I'm not supposed to be you know gay because whatever, whatever. But You know, I have these fucking feelings and then what the fuck am I supposed to do with them, you know, and that that keeps people from uh, being open about themselves. And so when you're having sex with with strange men, you know, all over town and you're just trying to, to keep that hush hush. You know, shit can happen. Like, as opposed to, okay, I'm openly gay and I'm only going to sleep with openly gay men and we're both going to be responsible and get tested and make sure that, you know, we're both clean. You know, that's one way of going about it, but it it's yeah it's one of those one of those types of things and i wanted to address mental illness like really quickly though that's a that's another major issue too um within the black community a lot of people don't talk about mental mental illness and uh but yeah that just pretty much goes hand in hand with that Uh, in reference
1: to what marissa as far as like mental illness like what what do you mean like a lot of people don't talk about that because i i'm just i'm Literally curious because
0: I had no idea. Okay, so. Um, I referred
1: to like pertains to like being gay, or uh, I don't no, understand, you
0: know what I mean. I just look some context. No, I, just uh, two separate things. Like those are just two things that we didn't talk about. So, say if you know, um, sure. uh, one kid in in a large family is should have been diagnosed as autistic. They wouldn't say they wouldn't even take. Most black people families wouldn't even take their child to go and get diagnosed, they would just pass it off as he's slow. Oh, right. Right. That, and that's kind of, that's really fucked up. Is that, is that kind
1: of, again, the pride of like, I wouldn't have produced a, a less than average right.
0: child. Right. Exactly. And sense I'll, sense. I'll give a personal example. I have a cousin. Um, he's so developmentally, uh, delayed and he's, <laughs> he's in his, uh, early twenties now. But his mother has never taken him anywhere. My, my, Both of my parents are educators. They're both, you know, super into like, if something's wrong, let's fucking fix it. Otherwise it's gonna be a major problem in the long run. Let's, you know, pinpoint the problem and get it handled. He was never, never treated or anything. He's still staying with my uh, grandmother and he has to have help getting to him from his different jobs but um he still hasn't been diagnosed and I mean honestly he he's high functioning but if he were to have been treated diagnosed and treated at an earlier age once we noticed something was up with him then he maybe he wouldn't have the life that he does right now but that's a normal thing it's a normal thing within the black community. Oh no. no, no. We don't, so I, do, you, do you think that
1: this this black pride of not wanting to to admit a shortcoming is something that's systemic and been programmed in possibly by, you know, the, the patriarchy or, or quote unquote white America, for instance?
0: I think that that this pride comes directly from being disenfranchised for so long. So you've got You've got black women who have been over and over raped and and had to watch their fathers and their uncles and their sons and their brothers being killed in these horrible, terrible ways. You've got this group of people that have been down for so long and they're finally starting to piece shit together. In their mind, they don't want to think, I'm I've produced it something that's less than or that I am you know I'm different um, in, in any other way uh, you, God, this is really hard to explain. Wow. No, okay.
1: They, but really, though, I completely understand. Like, they have a pride in themselves. Yeah. Uh, you mm-hmm. Know, mm-hmm. I wonder As how a, exclusive that is to the black community. I, I, again, I think I've seen that point in the Hispanic community. Well, the you're West right, community. but, but mm-hmm. we're not talking about them right now. We're talking about how it pertains sure. to this. And I and I say that they have a pride in how they are supposed to be, uh, according to the rest of the community. Right, when but that's, that's, only, that's only relevant if we're talking about if that if that condition the condition of that sort of pride was systemically put upon them by systems put in place was it was it eco, uh, Ooh, going did up the co system make them think that exactly, they should that, feel like that, that my point is, did, mm. over generation yeah. exactly my point did did we program them did society itself through whatever means program I wouldn't them. think that was intentional I would I'm, I'm gonna guess now here I'm just shooting from the hip here but I think that because of slavery and then the uh, the what do they call segregation that happened in the early 1900s that Whenever it was finally, you know, I don't want to say acceptable, but fucking not demonized to be a black man in America, Mm -hmm. they tried to take a pride standpoint of now that they're equal, they wanted to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What do you think, Marissa? Do you think I'm on the right track there because of all of the downfalls that they had suffered, Mm -hmm. that that now that they had their chance, they wanted to try to, you know, they wanted to look at themselves. They want others to look at them as a strong black man that takes care of his family, that you
0: know what I mean, right? I I, I believe you're a hundred percent on the right track. Um, you know that, like, okay, well, I, I really quickly, uh, back to another personal uh, uh, antidote here. My my grandfather. Yeah, he, um, he owned a uh, barber shop in Memphis, and when my dad was two years old, or not two, in the second grade, <laughs> when my dad was in the second grade, he said he wanted to shine shoes at my grandfather's barber shop. And so my, dad gave it, my grandfather gave him some seed money, and he started doing that, um, told him you couldn't quit, like you can never quit. Uh, all throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, my dad had to work at the barbershop every single day except for Sundays after school until 9 p.m. He couldn't go to any baseball, baseball games, football games, none of that shit. Couldn't go to prom, didn't have like a normal childhood. He had to work. And that, that's, that's a normalized thing. Um, I I can speak for for my family. I can't speak for anybody else's family. But in my family, that's like a normal thing. You get out there, you start working as as soon as you can pick something up. You can pick some shit up and you can start fucking counting money. That's when you need to get your ass to work. And you work and you put food on the table and you save your fucking money and you be a fucking man. That's...
1: That's the way it was marketing. Right, yeah. Right, And, 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 and... And to be honest, I've held that belief myself ever, you know i'm a prideful fucking person and, and, and everything i've got i've gotten on my own mm-hmm. and i you know like to be able to say i take care of mine everything i got i earn.
0: exactly you know I mean? and i
1: guess so like i said i kind of identify with what the feeling that they're feeling there that they don't want to go. not that i, I think like what you're, dudes or whatever but i feel like i think what you're going to see is a, a lot of these issues are sure black problems but they're they're, they're lower class low income problems you know what I mean? People are patriotic people. We're proud people. Yeah. To be honest, the difference between low-income white people and black people, as far as systemic things go, it's, you're wrong. Oh, but okay. <laughs> well, tell me that. And <laughs> we have a lot of, because we we don't have like, you'll you see a lot of stuff like Craig brought up in the in the, the chat about white privilege, and a lot of white people don't think that there's a such thing as white privilege. It and totally is, right? And they can't see if, like, sorry, I'm going to throw one of our good friends under the bus here, who grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood. In, in his in his views was victimized and bullied by black people so he doesn't see himself having grown up with a white privilege but that's not what white privilege is mm-hmm. right white privilege is to be when you're being pulled over by a cop to not have one of the first thoughts you know this is one example so the first thought is like fuck i'm in trouble just because i'm black you know we I mean? right. mm-hmm. have that instant worry or we you know that when you walk into a store that if something gets stolen instantly it's more or less you're going to, they're going to look at the black person as the first probable suspect. Right now, like not even, the, like, I've seen plenty of videos when they pull when they pull black men over, they draw their gun to come to the window. Right. They don't do that for a white guy, and that's,
0: that exactly right there is white privilege. Right, and I mean, to, it's not, not even. something you willingly participate in. Right. You know what I mean? It, and not even it's like. Not something you had to be given. Oh,
1: wait, hey, sorry, go ahead, Marissa.
0: No, um, yeah, not even like actually stealing anything. Not even if even if you're in a store and nothing gets taken. Just being followed around the entire time yeah, that you're yeah, there. You know, like that's right, so like, that's definitely ahead. that's definitely something that uh not everybody experiences. You know, I can go to a to a store with a white friend of mine and Uh, you know, we're both being followed and she's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm sitting here like, oh, you don't get followed?
1: (laughs) You know? Right, because to be completely honest, most white people are really oblivious to the fact of what goes on in the lives of of African-Americans. You can't know, you know what I mean, lived it or have sat and talked with people who have had these issues and have them explain to you, and you gotta, for the most part, unless you're an asshole, you could sit and listen to this and instantly see what they're talking about but a lot of people will sit back and go, oh yeah, that's not a real uh, so yeah, problem. you problem know, why don't you get good kid and fucking not, you know, rise above yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard though it from the fucking beginning of your life to have these well, and don't even look at it like, look kind of, like, and here's just a different way to look at it not, a, not uh, the right way, but you can look at it as not what they aren't getting, but what we're ahead, you well, know what a, I mean look at it's this, like life. Life. it's not a head start, white people don't have a head start it's more like the black people have just take a step back from the starting line.
2: Yeah. Right, yeah. They're right. automatically
1: at a disadvantage. Right. And, and yeah, and that's, and that, like I said, that's not something, you know, if you're one of the people that's like, oh, white privilege is that a thing, that's not something that, it's not everywhere a thing. No, but it's not something that you can participate in. You didn't do this on purpose, but mm. it is fucking definitely there. There is a bias. Right. Which is exactly the same in the problem in America. You know what I mean? Whenever, whenever it's instant like that, it, it's. Nobody means for it to happen. It's just a byproduct of how we live, how we've been Mm taught, you know, what we see in movies, what we see on TV that has programmed us to automatically, more or less, fear and treat black people suspect in these types
0: of situations, which is unfair. Right. And and briefly... And briefly going back to the uh, uh, my grandfather's barber shop and whatnot, the whole thing about that is, you know, and and I know you guys were saying, you know, that's that's the way that you guys were brought up and everything. But you gotta understand, my dad was born in the '40s, and so yeah. for for him and for my grandfather, it was like we are every bit as good as white men. You just gotta, Uh, they work hard, you gotta work hard. There's no reason why, you know, you should be getting any kind of handouts for anything. Like, you're just as good, and so you're gonna have to work too. So, it... it,
1: Yeah, not only that, it's a thought of you're gonna work as hard as the white guy. Now, fuck that. You're gonna work twice as hard. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I get that. Like, you want to be better than the next guy, right? You know what I mean? And and for and for a black man, that was being better than the white guy that's got the same job as you because you gotta. It's not you gotta prove, but you want to. You well, think about it. That you need to. to. Right. How, how these days it, it may not be as in your face as you would think racism is, but in those days racism was very much in your face. Oh, well, you couldn't from oh, yeah. the same water. There's fucking a hundred million examples of racism back. In, right. You know what I mean? So uh, anyway.
0: Right. Go ahead. Yeah no yeah you guys are spot on spot on
1: (laughs) yeah so for reference i actually asked marissa before we did the show i said due to ignorance of the culture and other things like i don't want you if you if you hear me making a generalization or a stereotype of of any sort check me Mm. because i'm not i'm not immune to you know that making as stupid well. Statements? Yeah, making stupid statements. I'm that's not. Totally not. Ever ever caught me on this show many times generalizing <laughs> about Jewish people and, 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 and you know what I'm saying. So like, it's not. That is no different. Yeah. Then you know what I mean. And you know it wasn't a problem. You didn't think it was a problem. But I didn't think it was a problem, and that's the fucking issue. You know what I mean? Because no one really. Because well, everywhere you look, you got all these people telling you this this or that. Right. and this is the way you can think and it's alright to think that way until you really start to think about the generalizations you're doing you're saying every one of a type of person right. exactly and that's not fair But it's like to say that every redheaded person is Irish I mean again right. that's not a bad thing at all but mm. it's the point of just saying they don't yeah. have a soul because <laughs> A equals this it must be B yeah, okay, right. Yeah, well, yeah right. obviously like reddit people on soul. Yeah, right. tenders
0: for sure scary. But at the same time though, guys, like I don't want you guys to be to to feel like you have to censor yourself. I mean, a lot of and, and me and Eric we were talking about I don't this don't. yeah, we're we're I talking not
1: censored at all.
0: Yeah, okay. Because I wanna, it's I
1: like don't off as an asshole and an idiot.
0: Right, no. And I honestly I don't I don't like I haven't noticed anything um that was, you know, I, don't, I haven't noticed anything, but then again, I'm I'm pretty hard you to, to check offend. Us if you did. Huh? I
1: would expect you to check us if you did.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, you know, I think that the more people have these types of conversations uh, about race, it, the easier it's going to get, and the less offended people are going to get. Um, you know, it uh, oh, every time race is brought up. There's just yeah, no way around. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Hey, Marissa, we're mm-hmm. going to stretch this into two parts uh,
1: and probably do it again next week with the rest of what we have on involuntary sterilization of black women, uh, okay. the crack epidemic in urban neighborhoods. Okay. But I wanted to finish out the shows this week with a couple of different things. Okay. Experiences dealing with racism, so like personally, me, you, Everett, if we've ever had any experience with that, and then also what can we as white dudes do to help or at <laughs> least not contribute to this problem that society
0: has? Oh, all right. Um,
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Because a lot of people are oblivious to the fact. Right. that, that, that this is the thing. So, like, sure, gave a good example: walking around the store with their white friend, and their white friend not understanding why they're being exactly. Violent. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, like, what as what can we as a white dudes, or even the white population, that is genuine about this, and that under that are that can help us understand that? Yeah, yeah. Like, what can we do to not contribute to this problem, or to even help?
0: Okay, so what I'm about to say is going to sound really fucking simple. But like, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I you about to say it's going to sound really racist. No, it's, it's well. super simple, but it, it eludes a lot of people just treat other black people the exact same way that you would treat another white person. For example, for example, okay. My kids are biracial and my oldest son, he's more like less Halle Berry biracial, more Mariah Carey biracial, okay? Oh, okay, light like skin. Yeah, right. yeah. And he's got this... Uh, okay, so not to offend anybody, um, we call it a jew Like, it's it, it's not it's not like my hair. It's nothing like my hair at all. But more curly? M- not even curly, really. I mean, a Jewish person's hair... Would be a lot more curlier than his. It's it used to be, but now it's like I don't know. It's You're a generalizing about Jewish people. I know, well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I was the one that did it. <laughs> but no, like then it's okay, I guess. Well, I'm, well, I'm I mean, just, he's talking about <laughs> <doing> it. sure, <laughs> it's <don't. laughs> it's more on that level. Like I guess Greek hair. It's very very thick, very very full, but not kinky coily like mine or any of my other kids okay so um and it's dirty blonde and it's 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 a it's a it's different it's different okay so but it's like super poofy and he has a a fuck ton of hair it's he's got a, a lot of hair the main problem that I have with people with with white people is they come up and pet him like he's a fucking animal like oh your hair oh is god. so great oh my god i love your hair so and it's like and it, it irritates him and earlier this school year he's we moved to a new town and he's going to a new school and he uh told me one of, one of the first couple of days of school that one of his teachers had done that and i was like you, you have to speak up honey you have to tell people don't pet me. I'm not a fucking animal. Like don't, I'm not a dog. Don't pet me. You wouldn't pet another white person, would you? Like, why do you think it's okay to come up and pet me? And that, that same shit would happen to me. Like I went to a lot of uh, predominantly white schools and people will come up and do that. And it's like, dude, that's, this is personal space here. Like, what are you doing? It's not okay to come up and pet someone. So, um, you know, just, just things like that. Just super simple.
1: To come up pet me.
0: Yeah, right. You know I mean,
1: and I don't, I don't have any special reason for people to come up and pet me, that I don't think. Either <laughs> way, I'd be like, get your fucking hands off They'd be like, right. oh, you're a poorly guy, Eric. Come here, let me <laughs>
0: you yeah, I'd be mad about that. I'm so. right. Yeah, <laughs> But I, I mean, it, me. but that, like, that so would be the equivalent. That,
1: is, there, is, there, is there something we can do? Do we need to just try to be more aware? And I'm asking genuinely because there's other people out there that feel like I do that know, that maybe don't recognize the issue fully but mm-hmm. know that there's something. You know what I mean?
0: As far as like uh, 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 racism or, or white privilege goes or, or white saviorism, and I actually have an episode about white saviorism and, and white privilege. But um, I mean, I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. White savior? Do you mean by somebody who likes
1: to swoop in and be the uh, the protective white person, social justice warrior, but somebody that like, right? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, when when it comes to to uh just not being an asshole, just don't be an asshole. But as far as like uh, uh, uh black issues are concerned you can definitely be you know in the corner and you know cheer on but like when with with black issues we need to be able to settle that amongst ourselves you know what i mean we don't need anyone to step in and you know we don't need Gibano like to go and save africa like we don't need (laughs) you know i was referring to like How they cannot, how can we not contribute to... Let me, let me me give you a little... Oh,
1: okay. Whenever, if you hear somebody say black lives matter, don't the first thing come out of your mouth say all lives matter. Yes. I have a really good, I have a really good statement on that entire thing. That's like kids sitting at the table at the dinner table. Mm. And the kid says to the dad, I'm hungry, let me get the food. And the dad says, well, we're all hungry. That doesn't negate the fact that that kid's hungry and needs to eat. And there is an issue right there.
0: Right. Saying, well, we're all hungry. Right. You know what I mean? Or even going to someone else's funeral and saying, why are you all crying for this man? My father died, too, three years ago, so why aren't you guys crying for him? Well, that may be true, son, but that is not the topic of today today this is the topic of this man that has passed away we can go and honor your father at another time but right now the issue right. is this so yeah absolutely and and oh 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 i i want to put this out there really quick okay i am not the marissa johnson that helped start the black lives matter movement there oh, so is shoot
1: That that's the same that's no the same you, you name. I am
0: not that person. The I, show. I have gotten so much hate mail (laughs) and I'll respond back to these people yeah I know I know it's fucking insane but I'll respond back to these people like hey I'm not this chick but let's talk about this like what is your fucking issue here that what what's your problem that you think that you can just go to a random person and cuss them out over some dumb shit like why did you feel the need to take time out of your day to cuss me out a person that you even got wrong like let, let's sit down and talk this out and I'll, I'll do that I'll do that every single time that I get some oh fuck you bitch you know like that gives me a great idea hmm
1: why don't we are you free next Friday to come back and finish this up with us absolutely why don't we start a thread on the group and fucking I don't want to say free for all open doors let's, let's get some talking points in there and just see what you know on both sides of the subject or all, every side of the subject yeah. not just black and white if Look. you're going to comment though please try not to be an asshole As yeah. make your point but don't be an asshole. But, hey, don't make, give us a reason to start cleaning house.
0: But, right. But at the same time, you all know I like to cuss people out, so it's fine. a <laughs> time. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get back together
1: next Friday. We'll finish yeah. this off. I still have all my points that were I found to be really quite interesting. Yeah, oh, we've definitely got another We've got another show in, in what we've got still for sure. But I also wanted to ask one, one thing if we could share. Hey, if you didn't mind sharing, because I have one myself, mm-hmm. uh, an instance that you've dealt with Racism on a personal level from another another person directly at you, you know, to you.
0: I've gotten several, but um, one of the first. um, Okay, so I was I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I moved to to Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, we moved to Tennessee when I was pretty young, and I ended up going to uh, elementary schools here. And uh, one of the first. Let me see. I was in the third grade. And I was shit at math. I, I still am shit at math. I can't do math to save my fucking life. But um, we were going over multiplication facts and I could not get, I think it was my sevens. And um, uh, my teacher, Miss Barbara, she called me up to her desk and she was like, I don't understand why you can't get this. You're, she said, What did she say? Fuck. She said, I, I don't understand why you can't get this. Um, it's not that hard. You're just another dumb nigger. And, oh, and
1: that was your
0: teacher? That, that was my that? teacher. That was my teacher. Yeah. And I didn't know, <laughs> I had never heard.
1: Fired, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're
2: too.
0: Well, here's the thing I had never heard that word before, and I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. I, I could tell really? from context clues it wasn't a great thing. But you know, right? Um, and it just kind of do, do it, you know, yeah. Talk your about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh. And um, my dad came to the school. No, both my parents came to the school, and uh, yeah, they. they yeah, and they wanted her they wanted her fired. Now they didn't come up and like cause a scene like I would have and to be honest with you, I have gone to my kids' schools and I have caused scenes. <laughs> but uh-huh. they didn't You'll do th- right <laughs> they didn't do that. They were, you know, very calm about it and they went to the school board and they could not get her fired. They could not That's get fine. her fired. Now what
1: year was this if you don't mind me asking? I'm, I'm gonna allude to your age a little bit. No, yeah. Mean, what
0: I'm I'm roughly y'all's age. Um, this was in the early '90s. Early '90s.
1: That's mm-hmm. fucked that stuff still happened.
0: Yeah, and it just it after after everything was set and done, they I don't know if she was no, she wasn't fired. She was not fired. They uh, said that they could switch me to another class, and my parents were really pissed about that, and they were like, "Fuck you, we're gonna transfer her to a different school," and they did. So. um, but
1: yeah
0: that's fucking insane yeah Yeah. absolutely and then go ahead no
1: no no. go ahead keep it finished
0: yeah Yeah. no after after that um they explained to me you know like and I, i remember being yeah i was young but um i'm 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 the type of person that that I can't grasp things unless I experience them or I do it. I physically do it or, or experience that. And so when they're telling me all of this, and this is, the, incidentally, this is a, after this incident was the first time I watched Roots. They made me watch Roots. But uh, like That's after- It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Hell yeah. I but, watched
1: that. We watched that when we were kids, didn't
0: we? Yeah. Like all 28 hours? <laughs>
1: Fucking LeVar Burton, baby! Got yeah. the book cut off. There was a bunch of shit that happened. That was a crazy movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie though. But um, they were trying to explain it to me, and I'm just kind of like, I don't get it. Like, why would someone not, you know, why would somebody feel that way about me simply because of the color of my skin? Like, that doesn't it make any sense. Mind. Yeah. And <laughs> it I, I just still boggles my
1: mind out. people can just because of the color of your skin instantly. Right. The problem, right, and the melatonin. Like, yeah. You come up talking like an asshole, I'm gonna have an issue problem with you. But you mm-hmm. come up looking a little dark, I'm not gonna be going, hey, this guy's probably fucking dickhead off the bat. Right, right?
0: Right. Like, right.
1: So I have, I have two things, Maris. I wanted to share mm-hmm. my story about racism, and then I also wanted to ask you a question, but I don't want you to answer until I'm done. Okay. Right, we got, we got about five more minutes. We got to get out of here. Okay. So <laughs> do you think that racism exists in black people? Towards, towards whites or other or other races, and you know, I'll let you explain yourself fully after. But I want to tell you, so like I used to work at an IHOP in North St. Louis, mm-hmm. and I was the only white employee there. And you know, I was 19, 20 years old. I was a young kid, uh, and so I ended up being I was the manager. And this lady came up to me and wanted free food or whatever the case was. I honestly can't remember. But I did call, I told her no. You know, you know your food's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And she was like. You redneck rescue ranger, fucking white boy, and her boyfriend yeah, yeah. was like literally wanting to fight me over me not giving them food, and they kept saying, you know, white ass. I mean, so it was like, I don't, I don't think that like it didn't hurt my feelings or nothing, but I could see, like, wow, man, fucking hate me. Yeah. What I do? Yeah.
0: So to answer that question absolutely everyone and and i learned this in um one of my psych classes i have a, a degree in clinical psychology um one of the things that i have learned is everyone has a prejudice against something not necessarily racism but a prejudice and yes it is absolutely plausible for uh it's a thing like oh, there's black is people who common? are racist and it, it it's more common it's common but it's more accepted and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be um fair fair huh i said that's fair that's fair yeah i just yeah. i just wanted to
1: know like if it's on
0: both sides you if, you got, yeah you got people totally, totally absolutely that's the
1: a, I'm trying a, to make it with it. the white or the good hair or whatever that
0: right there is systemic racism against whites or, it, it, right and and i mean and it goes is it that bad it's really bad i mean you when 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 i introduced my uh my oldest son to my grandmother who is the same shade as my my kid and it's really fucking weird because she's not all the way black but um when i first introduced him he was a baby but like he was super bright and she was like oh i thought he'd come out black and i was like well no he's biracial grandma and she was like oh oh that's so sad and just handing him back um, to me well that's so that that's exactly, that's the same thing that old school parents tell their kids you know mm-hmm. you better not bring a black girl home mm-hmm. you know what i mean
1: so that's kind of like
2: mm-hmm. that, it does
1: exist on both sides so that's just i don't know that's kind of crazy man and right. i just didn't know if like if it was as prevalent because obviously even if, if uh, a lot of black people were racist towards white people it, it really wouldn't – I don't think that in today's society it would oppress the population of white people, much like if white people are uh, – are you know, undifferent to, like, how if white people are racist to black people, that does oppress them. You know, right. they're, like, basically shoving them down. And I, but
2: mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying
1: to make a point over nothing here. I just didn't know if racist it be – It's for thought. It's good for thought. i give you a us let's, let's put a pin in it right here. We'll come back next week, um, and we'll, we'll finish this out. Um, maybe – Racist jokes next week. No, I don't, <laughs> know. I don't know. Yeah, hell no. kidding. I do We know about that. But, but, you know, those are the funny ones. If, like, people, yeah. You know. never mind. Well, if you go to the, like, the stuff white people like Twitter, that's racist jokes. Oh, that stuff white people like Twitter is <laughs> great. Or on Reddit black people Twitter. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, Reddit does have the black
1: people Twitter. No, Yeah, yeah go go,
0: go anyway. look up some, some uh, hashtag black Twitter. Oh, my God. Or shea butter that's, Twitter. That's where they- that's exactly where they pull
1: those uh, oh, this for the feed. Fucking funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, there's good stuff there. Yeah. All right, uh, Marissa, thanks for coming on again today. No problem. Being a listener for all these last couple years, one of our best and most favorite listeners. We appreciate
0: Aww. you. I appreciate thanks, you guys but- too. <laughs>
1: But again, we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming on. Uh, for everybody in YouTube, thanks for joining us, as always. Um, hit us with an email at info at com. Join the Facebook group. We're going to get the uh, thread up later today. We probably will pin it. It might be tomorrow, though, to be honest, about different talking points. If you'd like to hear us talk about something with Marissa and internally about racism, systemic racism, anything. So, yeah, put it up. We'll, uh, we'll give her a shot and talk about it next week. But next week we're also going to hit the uh, the – Oh shit, what was it? You never know, forgot. Well let me let me take a little bit of a different turn here. Involuntary sterilization of the oh, there you go. <laughs> I want to remind people to check out Yo Radio, yoRadio dot com. It's our online streaming radio provider. And, I'm starting our uh, that conspiracy station that's scheduled to launch January twenty eighth. We're calling it Rabbit Hole Radio. I've got something like twenty shows already signed on to, it with more of them already being onboarded. So, again, January 28th, check out Rabbit Hole Radio on yoradio.com. Now, will that be a full 24 hours every day of conspiracy podcasts? Yes, it will. Wow. All right, boy, that was the biggest thing. I know, done. that was cool, though. I thought, I thought it was fun. I thought it would be a pretty good time. Um, like I said, there's about 20 or so different conspiracy podcasts of so every topic and genre you can imagine all day long. So join us with that. Otherwise, we'll see you next week back on Surreal Talk. Again, thanks for listening. See you guys later. Bye. Yeah.